This is the 57 Catch Up Podcast, and it's your boy Dre, and today's topic is, when should you have the talk with your children? Uh, according to the USA Today, um, they're saying that experts might say seven to nine might be the more reasonable recommended age or, or age group, I guess you can say. And for Forbes, they're saying for the girls ages eight and 13 and for the boys ages nine and 14. But in my opinion, I think that between the ages of eight and 10 might be more reasonable because I feel like at that age, they're more aware of their surroundings. I feel like you can really talk to them in a somewhat mature way about them going through puberty and all of that type of stuff, uh, or them even being set up to go through pu uh, puberty at a certain time. Uh, because see, when I was a kid, I would say that I went through, through, um, puberty, um, probably around the age of 10 in terms of like, I had kind of like grown some pubes down there around that time and probably got like a pimple here and there around that time too. You know, kids, some kids go through puberty a lot faster than others, but that's not to say that you shouldn't have the conversation before they go through that type of puberty or go through uh, puberty in general. So my thing is that, yeah, um, having that talk is very important because like some parents, they drop the ball and they don't really have that conversation about, you know, practicing safe sex once they get at that age of like their hormones getting a certain way. Because of course, when kids, you know, reach the age, reach the you know, I guess reach adolescence, they typically have this hormonal thing going on. You know, they get, you know, hot in their pants over, you know, um, somebody that they want to screw around with and stuff like that. But I would say that if they're going to do that, you know, make sure that you let them know that, yeah, make sure to use a condom, make sure you use some birth control, something where you can protect yourself from STDs and from getting somebody pregnant um, or even from getting pregnant if you have a daughter. My thing is that, uh, yeah, um, I felt I feel like it's very important to have that conversation. Um, and I know that like in school they have like sex ed. I mean, back in the day, they called it health. Uh, they you know, I didn't have, well, quote unquote, sex ed or whatever. They, they just put it under health, which is, you know, corresponded with, you know, sex ed or whatnot, you know, to kind of sweeten up the, you know, the name or whatnot. But it's pretty much the same thing. And of course, you know, when I was in middle school, <laughs> you know, they showed us a lot of diseased penises and all of that type of stuff. They they uh, separated the um, the girls and the boys in terms of like, you know, talking about the STIs or the STDs that you could get uh, while, you know, having unsafe sex or whatnot or having raw sex. But yeah, I guess like if the person you're with has a, you know, an STD, of course you're going to get it. You're more likely to get it if you don't have like a condom. Sometimes condoms don't um, work all the time or condoms are, are condoms. Sometimes, you know, they break. And then I would say that condoms don't always protect you 100 percent. So that can be an issue. But I would say that it is highly, rec highly recommended to use condoms, especially if you're just you know, uh, going through, going through a bunch of puberty and things like that. Because of course, when you go through puberty, you typically have, you know, um, urges, you have certain sexual urges and stuff like that. So of course, yeah, you know, that's the thing that, you know, a lot of teenagers deal with 
when it comes to that type of thing, you know, because, you know, a lot of teenagers are wet behind the ears when it comes to practicing safe sex. They think that they're invincible. See, at that age, you think you're invincible. You think you know everything, you know, like when your parents tell you certain things, it's like you just kind of rebel against them because you feel like they don't know what they're talking about. You feel like they are just kind of misinformed and that you just know everything about the world. It's like your parents have been here longer than you have. So it's like it's best to hear them out in terms of like what to expect when when you're going through hormonal changes in, within your body and things like that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, having that conversation is very, very neat, well needed because it's like without that, you know, it it increases the rate of teen pregnancies. It increases the rate of STDs. It increases the rate of people being reckless with their sexual health, you know, in terms of talking about that, in terms of not talking about that with your kids. So me if i were to have kids i would probably wait as i stated before between the ages of eight and ten you know i feel like th that is the age range where you know is you know it's the most ideal or the most you know recommended you know in terms of what i feel like is the best time i guess so yeah um i would say that yeah um Oftentimes, you're going to get introduced to the slang terms as well when it comes to referring to your body, your genitalia, you know, like when, you know, people say, you know, the D word, like, you know, I guess dick and, and pussy and things like that. I mean, of course, kids are going to get exposed to the slang terms of like how certain people kind of, you know, say different terms or use different terms to refer to the same thing, I guess you can say. Uh, of course, they're going to be introduced to that at some point because, I, you know, of course, when I was a teenager, you know, uh, probably probably before I was a teenager, you know, I've heard kids, you know, refer to genitalia as like, you know, the slang terms that we usually use in the black community, such as, you know, calling uh, a penis a dick, you know, calling the vagina a pussy or a coochie and things like that. I mean, yeah. And sometimes, you know, um, certain kids might catch their parents in the act of, you know, having sex with, you know, each other and stuff like that. You know, some of them might make up the whole thing of uh, them wrestling. They'd be like, oh, we, we were just wrestling or something like that. And then, you know, some kids might say, mommy, like, why do you have your mouth on, you know, his pee pee or whatever, wee wee. And you're thinking like, oh, well, you know, they have to explain, you know, everything to to them and stuff like that, because sometimes kids might catch them in the act. You know, it happens and stuff like that, you know. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think there's a way to kind of have that talk with them without being extremely graphic. Like you can kind of like, you know, be keep it more PG, I guess, when it comes to having that talk with them. Because sometimes, you know, people get too graphic with that type of thing. Now, I would say when once they get older, then they can kind of be introduced to the slang terms that you use to describe different types of genitalia. I mean, yeah, like the two different types of genitalia that both boys and girls have. You know, um, I just feel like people should kind of do a better job of that because you can tell that some certain parents have not had the talk with their kids about that. You know, you can tell that, you know, by the way that they even act among their peers, they typically, you know, say all that slang stuff. And then they, you know, just kind of say certain things because they feel like they want to be a part of the in crowd. Now, even if you have the talk with your kids, sometimes they might kind of follow the herd. They might follow people who haven't had the talk, you know, with their parents and stuff like that. Um, 
Now, I know that even in health class, you know, they might give out condoms and stuff like that, you know, especially for the um, for the teenagers who are sexually active. Um, and I know that, you know, when I was a teenager, I'm not going to lie, um, you know, me and my brothers, you know, we would kind of like, you know, I guess look at like porn tapes and stuff like that. We would kind of like, you know, look into our dad's porn collection and stuff like that to see, you know, the one, I guess the one that we <laughs> liked the most, right? <laughs> I mean, of course, yeah, they were big booty holes. But behind, besides that point, uh, <laughs> my thing is that like, yeah, I mean, kids are going to get curious, especially teenagers. They're going to get kind of curious like, oh, you know, the you might spot, you know, a porn collection that your father have and stuff like father has. I'm sorry that your father has. And you thinking like, OK, well, you know, I'm curious to know, like what you know, how do they stick it in? You know, which hole do they stick it in or like, you know, how do they do this? How do they do that? You know, how do this and this and that? So, of course, like in, you know, you might see legs in the air and. And all of this other type of stuff, you know, the gymnastics and all that on, you know, right when when she's riding it. But my thing is that, yeah, I mean, those are the type of ages where it's like, yeah, you want to know, you know, how to do certain things in that department. But yeah, I mean, eventually, you know, it comes naturally and stuff like that. I mean, you're not really taught how to, you know, as a boy, you're not really taught how to like, you know, jack off or nothing like that. You know, it's just that it just comes naturally, no pun intended. But yeah, when, you know, when I was at that age and stuff like that, it's like nobody really taught me how to, you know, masturbate or nothing like that. It's like, I just pretty much knew how to do that, you know, um, by default, it, you know, it was a natural thing to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it can get pretty crazy when you don't have that type of healthy talk with your kids because you know these kids you know um of course regardless you know of course if like i said of course in general they're going to get curious but i'm saying especially if you don't have that talk they're going to be a little bit more curious because it's like they haven't been introduced to that you feel like oh well how do so and so and so and so do it or how does this work or how does that work yeah it's a lot of questions that you know kids may have in terms of like talking about sex and 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 uh how they should kind of like um, move forward with it or how they should even do it. You know, they even have classes on that. You know, they have classes on that to teach, you know, people how to do that. Now, I don't agree with I do not agree with the whole notion of teaching kids how to masturbate uh, in school, because uh, I think it was a um, it may have been like a story a while back where they had this whole thing of, you know, teaching kids how to masturbate in school i'm like i don't think you should have a class like that i think that you know um that should be a thing that the teenagers should you know look into more than schools teaching them because i'm like i don't understand why they would even have something like that but they're teaching like i guess elementary school kids that type of stuff and it's kind of you know we're not even kind of weird but it's quite weird to even have that type of thing taught in school it's just crazy to me so i think it's a way that you know they can teach kids about sex in school without them going too far to the point of like masturbation that's you know that's taking it way too far um you know because you know teenagers like i said they can get a bit you know a bit kind of wild and stuff like that when it comes to that type of thing and then you know they start saying certain things i mean because 
you know, when I was a, um, a teenager, I didn't know what an orgasm was. You know, I didn't know what that was and stuff like that. You know, I actually asked my mom what that was and she told me exactly what that meant. And, you know, I heard some kids, you know, say things like, oh, um, you know, something about making some girls wet and all that type of, I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean to make a girl wet? And I pretty much asked my mom again, like, you know, it just means that, you know, she's kind of, you know, lubricated down there. She kind of is turned on or something like that. So that, what that, what, that was the thing that it meant in terms of like getting a woman or getting a girl wet or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of times you kind of, you know, get, that information from like different sources and all that type of stuff because it's like yeah you you start hearing things and they and people you know refer to certain things differently you know because you know i grew up in the black american community and you know of course i've heard all of the slang terms in terms of you know referring to sex in a certain way you know such as like i said getting a a, a girl wet or a woman wet um you know the penis being referred to as a dick and then the vagina being referred to as a pussy or as a coochie or something like that so it's like yeah i mean yeah that's the type of thing i mean i'm not saying that those words are uh, all the way bad because of course like i said when you become an adult or when you're near adulthood it's i, I feel like it's acceptable at that time to use that but of course you know teenagers are going to use that behind closed doors when their parents are not around but i'm saying that yeah when when you kind of like get close to being grown then i would say that it might that could be the time that you could be allowed to say that around your parents because you know you're kind of pretty much they're equal at that time in terms of being an adult so it's like yeah um you know i uh throughout the years even when i was a teenager i didn't really you know uh use profane language or i didn't use um, you know, slang terms, especially referring to sex in that way, um, probably until I got uh, very older. Well, I, I guess you can say until I got much older is what I'm trying to say. Until I got much older, maybe somewhere in my 20s, like somewhere in my um, early to mid 20s, I started to be a little bit more comfortable with saying certain swear words and stuff like that. Um, are saying certain words that adults say and all that type of stuff because you know it was just out of respect because of course you don't want your kids to say certain things like that around you especially if they are underage you want them to you know wait until they get older to kind of be able to use those words but of course like i said teenagers they're going to do that behind your black i said black behind your back anyway <laughs> so it just makes a lot of sense um yeah um yeah i mean Many different parents do different things in terms of having the talk. You know, some might wait way later to have the talk. Some might, you know, actually, you know, have the talk right away with their kids, especially um, in that seven to, you know, seven to nine range, age range and all of that type of stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times when it comes to teenagers kind of finding out about sex, you know, they typically do go to porn tapes. You know, they they refer their sex education in terms of watching porn and stuff like that. I mean, of course, I mean, every boy growing up probably, you know, tried to, you know, turn on one of the porn tapes or just, yeah, especially, um, you know, like the DVD, you know, using the DVD player out of VH vhs well i guess either vhs or vcr player to kind of play porn tapes to see like how you do it and stuff like that but i'm like yeah i mean nearly every boy has you know went 
you know, like has snuck around to, you know, dig into their father's porn collection to see, you know, what it's like in that type of th in that type of way. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I was one of them along with my brothers. You know, we did all of that type of stuff. But of course, that's kind of normal to do that, to do that type of thing. It's very it's, it's pretty much normal because, of course, you know, that's the age where you're trying to find out who you are. You're trying to find out, you know, how to do this and how to do that. And then you're trying to discover who you are as well. So it's like, yeah, I mean, we go through all of that type of stuff. And then, you know, of course, um, you know, nearly every boy has jacked off, especially going through puberty. You know, every boy has, you know, jacked their dicks off and stuff like that to get themselves off at a certain age. I think I would say that at at the age of 12, that's when I pretty much started to, you know, masturbate and stuff like that. So it's like I really wasn't taught that at all. But it's like, yeah, that was pretty much around the age where I started to, I guess, feel myself. Right. You know, uh, pun intended. And I started to kind of be a little bit more in tune with you know, my, my body in that way, I guess, in a sexual way, I guess you could say, but yeah, um, you know, the thing is, is that, or the bottom line is that, um, you, you know, th these kids need to really know about that type of thing, because I I'm saying it's important to stay educated about any and everything about just life in general, not just that, but it's just everything else too, because it's like the real world out there um, doesn't really care about you in that way. I mean, it, it, the real world doesn't care how care about how many, you know, STDs you get, how many, you know, pregnancies you, uh, you have or whatnot. It's like, yeah, everything is going to fall on you once you get older and are able to take care of yourself. So it's like, yeah, I think it is best to have them know that ahead of time. So that way they can be ahead of the curve because our head of the curve, I'm sorry, ahead of the curve and to, you know, experience life in that way. It's like to have that, you know, cause of course the parents job, your parents job is to make sure that they prepare you for the real world. That's basically what their job is, is to prepare you for how you're going to be treated out there in the real world and how people are going to see you in the real world and stuff like that. And you have to just see like, what can you do to kind of navigate through the real world? Because see in high school, that's um that's way more of a preparation than all the other years that you have been a child in like in terms of your childhood your early childhood i mean your early childhood you might experience the real world in some ways um and in it's somewhere in the middle you might experience a little bit more in terms of what it's like to be in the real world and then of course when you reach the age of being you know in your teens then of course you're going to be exposed more to uh you know, being a part of the real world or even kind of like being in a pre real world and stuff like that, kind of prepping you for what you have to do once you get out of high school. But yeah, I mean, those things are very important um, to know about because, of course, you want to make sure that your kid's head is on a swivel when they, um, you know, when they get out there and start, you know, living on their own. And when they start, you know, doing all of the things on their own and stuff like that, I guess, in other words, like once they get out of the nest, get out, of, get out of the bird's nest and start kind of living, you know, start doing things independently. Yeah, this is very important to kind of like, let them know, like, this is what to expect, you know, from people. And this is how to do this. And this is how to do that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of that type of stuff. Um, some kids can catch on fa faster than others in terms of like, learning how the real world works because some kids are more hard-headed in terms of like uh getting information because like some parents you know they try to 
you know, provide them with as much information as possible. But some kids are just very hard headed and they don't know how to, um, you know, just absorb the knowledge that they're getting from their parents. You know, so sometimes it has to it, it falls on the children, too, because um, some children are not receptive of the information that you give them. Sometimes they just want to go their own way because they're a rebel, a rebel at heart. And they want to see if uh, they can kind of get away with things without any consequences. Um, and that can kind of be, you know, you know, kind of be problematic between the parents and the children. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just it's just in the matter of like trying to make sure that they are very educated on that type of thing because you don't want them to really mess everything up for themselves and have to kind of uh you know be caught up in something where is it might change it might um you know affect their lives for the rest of their lives you know you don't want it to be a thing of them like just going through a bunch of hardships and stuff like that because of course it's like parents i guess are designed to make sure that their kids don't make as many mistakes as they made in their past so it's like of course you know when you're trying to raise children in a new generation you want to make sure that they don't go through the same things you had to go through and then if they go through those things by them being disobedient to you then you're thinking like well i still can have the talk with them but it's like yeah you're telling them like well i'm gonna have to show you tough love in terms of like how you're handling things you know like giving them that tough love if they're not receptive of the information you're giving them could be the next best thing when it comes to you know the information you're giving them um i mean it, it, the the thing is that yeah i know people tend to kind of um want to you know kind of sugarcoat everything i don't think you should sugarcoat everything when it comes to your children i think you should kind of give them the real deal in terms of uh in, in terms of like how the world is because some parents they try to kind of sweeten everything up by saying oh you know uh it's like this and it's like that i know that uh parents tend to give like analogies of like how the world is and how you know it is when it comes to you know the notion of having sex for the first time and losing your virginity because of course yeah when you're a teenager you know uh teenagers teenagers a lot of times have the pressure to um lose their virginity uh at a very early age you know me i didn't lose my virginity until i was 19. uh you know i i waited after high school when i lost my virginity so i didn't really you know um you know, do the, the typical thing that other uh, that other people did as far as like my peers, you know, mo uh, some of my peers, they they pretty much like um, waited until they were the age of like um, 15, 16, probably earlier than that. You know, I've witnessed like some girls, you know, pregnant in middle school, like, you know, when I went to middle schools, it was already some girls pregnant uh, with, with, you know, on the verge of having a child and then some of course in high school and stuff like that you know some some girls and some boys are more like sexually active at certain ages than others because like i said i waited because i i wanted to make sure that i had discipline um because of course you know typically speaking when it comes to teenage boys they they don't typically wait a long time but then some do you know there are some dudes out there that said that they waited until they were like you know in their early 20s or in their late teens and stuff like that to even have sex to even like you know go ahead and, and do things and stuff like that to go ahead and go go in other words like in order in in other words what i'm trying to say because <laughs> i'm trying to get my thoughts straight uh like just going 
with it or just going for it i'm saying like just going for that whole thing so that concludes this episode and i will talk to you guys later on i'm out of here